0: Today on The Topping Show, California to dictate gas prices, FTX founder charged with bribery, JP Morgan bought rocks, Twitter to only promote verified accounts, Lucid plans layoff, Apple Pay later now rolling out, Elon Musk to sue The View, Alex Jones trending on Twitter, Wisconsin Supreme Court race could swing the state, and a Nissan commercial on Twitter highlights a vintage R32 Skyline GTR with an EV note. All of that and much, much more on The Topping Show. Thank you everyone for tuning in today. Today's episode of The Topping Show is sponsored by ExpressVPN and Topping Technologies. ExpressVPN helps protect your online data, and Topping Technologies is an IT value-added reseller and services company with a special proficiency in IT security. If you're an IT leader or business owner use uses little assistance, you can reach them at sales at toppingtechnologies.com. Now jumping to the business podcast, it is found that FTX founder Sam Bankman-Fried is being charged now for bribery, bringing the total number of charges against him to 13. Sam specifically is accused of paying a $40 million bribe to the Chinese government. This coming from a payment sent in 2021. This is after the Chinese authorities froze bank accounts, which belonged to Bankman Freed's hedge fund, a Research. That company held about $1 billion worth in cryptocurrency. And allegedly, Sam had tried all the legal and politically correct efforts and mechanisms possible to get the funds released to no avail. However, allegedly, once he directed an employee to wire transfer, I believe it was uh, to send money to one or or more Chinese officials, all of a sudden, his assets were magically unfrozen. So it's interesting to see from the data we have, as it sits, it sounds basically like a bribe. He paid forty million dollars to the government, and they released his assets. It'll be interesting to see how how that progresses. But yet another yet another one of his illegitimate, unethical actions being brought to light. Now, other interesting banking news: J.P. Morgan owns rocks instead of precious metals. In this pa- in this case, nickel. Now, this stems from an international international metal trading JP Morgan owned nine contracts for nickel and the contracts were promises to buy or sell in a particular amount of nickel metal at a later date or future and those contracts being worth around a million dollars this is via the London Metal Exchange LME Look, I love the acronyms are everywhere all the time again LME London Metal Exchange They are a metals marketplace where one can buy metals such as tin, copper, zinc, and the marketplace also helps set prices and regulate them in general. Now, at one of the LME exchanges warehouses in Rotterdam, they reported that they received delivery of plain old rocks and not the expected nickel metal. And similar to a traditional bank, this whole interesting investment mechanism. There's more than one party involved. So London Metal Exchange does not operate the warehouse that houses all these metals, but they do approve orders. The warehouse is run by a logistics company by the name of Access World. And for quite some time, LME has been the standard of the industry. And it's interesting to see just the most bizarre things to come out of the banking industry in the past couple of months. Granted, a million-dollar hit against J.P. Morgan is less than a rounding error. It's negligible, given their company portfolio size. But a really bizarre thing to happen, and again, something that doesn't actually, really doesn't instill faith in the banking systems and their interesting investments they put forth. Now, other interesting business news. Twitter is going to only promote verified accounts. Elon announced this will start on April 15th that only verified accounts will be eligible for the for you recommendations, which think of it just like when you're watching YouTube videos, you have the recommended videos on the side in addition to the one that you're currently watching. And Elon says, quote unquote, the and again, this might not be the proper grammar because he's tweeting this in his defense. He says the is the only realistic way to address advanced AI bot swarms taking over It is otherwise a hopeless losing battle voting in polls will require verification for the same reason so from the way he's framing it it seems like it's not only just to boost money for twitter which let's be honest he needs it the company has never been profitable he's getting he's brought the company a long way since he's acquired it but he's also evaluating the company about half of what it was when he bought it so he bought it for about 44 billion dollars he now is giving employees stock, valuing the company at $20 billion. And again, the never-ending barrage of bots on the website is what made it unbearable for a lot of users. And it's extremely frustrating because you, you can pretty much tell. And this might be a way to further bolster the revenue as well as decrease on the unwanted traffic and make it a more legitimate platform. And as a lot of people are taking those polls with more and more faith, if you could somehow find a way to make it so that only actual, I guess he will actually, doing this, it will be a way to ensure that only actual people that pay for an account will have one. I believe with verification, you also have to show some form of government ID. I haven't gone down that road yet. I'll be interested to see if individuals, if they can see an ROI from doing the authorization or what other benefits there are, in, in addition to the less advertisements that you're supposed to see. Now, other business news, Lucid plans to lay off about 18% of their employees. They plan to lay them off by the second quarter. If you do the little math, 18% of their staff equates to about 1,300 employees. They're a luxury, luxury EV car maker, and their car that they're known for is the Lucid Air. Now, that car starts at, the base trim is $87,400, then it goes up from there. So the Touring trim is $107,400. The Grand Touring is $138,000 and the Sapphire is $249,000 plus tax. So, depending on where you live, that's ballpark another 10%. So, another 20 grand or 25 grand just on taxes. Then you have to registration, all that kind of stuff. An astonishing amount of money, needless to say. And apparently, they're trying to shoot for that market that's above Tesla since Tesla's. Tesla's actually start cheaper than this or more economical than that. And their stock price has been hit heavily. Their stock price was about $7.56 per share. Now their IPO is only $9.89. Their market cap is currently $13.8 billion. However, if you look at their competitor, Tesla, their stock price is already back up to $189.21 a share. And their market cap is $593 billion. So Lucid is definitely the David versus Goliath, now that Tesla, hey, ironically, they used to be the small small company no one believed in, and I guess all odds, odds, they were able to grow it exponentially. And really interesting to see if Lucid could weather this economic downturn when a lot of people are cutting back on luxury items, especially when you have these, maybe quote, unquote, mid-level, like the 87,000 or the 107,000, that being compared to, you know, people buying Rolls-Royce, Bentleys, Bugattis. Depending on their situation, they may be able to weather the economy a little bit more than the middle class or lower class. And So it'll be interesting to see which of their trim levels at Lucid suffers the most from this economic downturn. But yeah, laying off about 18%, that's, pretty, that's a significant number, and they're already pretty fairly lean compared to their competitive EV players. It'll be interesting to see if they can weather this out now other interesting business news apple pay is going to be available in the us later this year it's pre-release is already out so you can get it but it's only invite only at the time this allows users to break down purchases into payments and it took about a year to get for apple to get this product off the ground and if you're invited you can split your online payment into multiple payment purchases you have to make it with the iphone or ipad and it says you can make break it down to as many as four payments spread over six weeks and it did note however a user cannot apply for loans larger than 1k and have to link a debit card but there are no fees or interest payments which is very interesting i don't know how apple is i know data is king these days but to have no interest or fees it'll be interesting to see if this is just another way to further complement the user ecosystem when you adopt an apple product now Apple also noted it will not hurt your credit score if you don't miss, if you pay a payment because they're not gonna share their data with third party marketers. It'll be interesting to see how that works because I know they've partnered with MasterCard so businesses who take MasterCard, they don't have to do anything. You just go in there and use Apple Pay. It'll be interesting to see because there's a lot of competition the past couple of years as more and more people, everything is being broken up into payments. You have everything as a service these days and companies like Affirm and Klarna are growing much quicker than the Apple product. If you go to any website, it seems, any diverse website from Amazon to car sites to gun sites, every one of them seems to have the Affirm logo and the click button option where you can break it down into payments. So it'll be interesting to see how quickly they can grow that. Now, going on to the culture part of the podcast, Elon Musk is going to sue The View and Whoopi Goldberg for $600 million. The View is, of course, the lexicon of cultural... It's the peak of intelligence and polite conversations a lot of intellectual conversations go on there great way to debate ideas philosophy is very very open-minded of course and elon claims that the host of the show and the cast are lying about him specifically he noted quote unquote they've made unfounded accusations, questioned my integrity and tried to paint me as some sort of villain well enough is enough unquote and he also noted that they made defamatory comments in regard to his company's Tesla and SpaceX claiming that Elon is cutting corners on safety, engaged in unethical business practices and mistreating employees. Now, one of the issues with a lot of these definition lawsuits is you have to prove the damages. So for example, if someone said something malicious or inaccurate about me that caused me to lose a project or lose a job, I can specifically point to that contract, and say, Hey, because of person a, I lost contract B contract B was worth this amount of revenue. We could show a direct correlation. It'd be hard to press prove unless the client said, we're not going to use your company because of that specific article or that statement. But in that regard, it would be relatively easy to show damages that you suffered from the person's malicious statements in this regard, because Tesla's, because these entities are so large. It'd be hard to have a single variable they could point to to decrease maybe decrease the stock for a day but it's really hard to quantify some of those statements and some of those brand when you're defaming someone's brand because even if the stock drops let's say one percent after the day a show debuted on the view where they talked malicious things about him there are a lot more variables in that one thing you got, i mean you got supply chain cost economy So I'm not sure how he's going to quantify this or how the judgment will rule out, but as far as my understanding, that's going to be the big case of how do you prove that? I know civil, uh, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what occurs from that case, but I mean, he says enough is enough and he protects his brands pretty well. So he's going on to that. Now going on to, let's see here, other interesting things. Now specifically in politics, California state will now control gas prices, which is pretty astonishing. Now Gavin Newsom specifically signed a bill called SBX-1 because politicians and they always have the most create, really creative folks working in DC and in politics. SBX-1 brilliantly named. Now that bill would allow State Energy Resource Conversation and Development Commission yet another fantastic marketing State Energy Resources Conservation and Development Commission. I can't help but think even the people who work there are not going to remember that long title. And so that commission would establish a max gross margin for gas. So they're going to dictate how much they can make. And there's going to be set penalties for California-based refineries that surpass that margin. The bill swept through legislation last week as well through the Senate specifically. It also create another bureaucratic ent- entity because more, I mean just gotta get more and more and more. And that's going to be an independent division of the petroleum market oversight. Now this is very unique. It passed lightning quick or traditionally political politics are supposed to move slower just based on founding fathers. There's a reason for gridlock. They actually wanted to have time for ideally debates of the philosophies and there's supposed to be gridlock built in. Now, this steamrolled through a lot of the steps because both chambers were in "quote unquote" extraordinary sessions, which is a specific political term in California. Those were requested by Governor Gavin Newsom, who is behind the fast-tracking of the bill. Now, under California state constitution, the government was request a special session through proclamation. Any bill approved or signed after that. After an extraordinary quote unquote, extraordinary session takes effect in 90 days, unlike other bills, those bills who go through the traditional process, they always start January 1st of the next year. So under nor- normal circumstances, that's how the bills would proceed. And California already has the highest gas prices in the U.S. I mean, for years, Jay Leno would actually make a joke that it's such bad gas in terms of the quality. You can't even light it if you throw a match at it because it is less effective than every other state's, There are specific actual oil entities in California. The Refineries there you have to refine it to a specific standard for that state. That's one of the reasons it is the most expensive in the United States, in addition to the taxes put on it from the state. And, of course, you have the federal government tax stacked on top of that. So it's almost like a dual op- duopoly. There's only two or three, I believe, refineries in California that can do that for the state. And that's not good for consumers obviously now that's one of the reasons it's so darn expensive and gavin newsom says it's a victory because quote unquote we proved we can actually beat big oil and this is actually coming off of the state passing laws banning gasoline cars gasoline engines gasoline uh, generators gasoline lawnmowers gas heating gas stoves it it's pretty much california is completely against the industry Cause from their perspective, it's hurting the environment and the government knows what's best for the consumers. And right, the, the concerning thing that a lot of people are pointing out is they cannot currently support their state's electrical grid. They have rolling blackouts famously throughout the state, which is ironic because they're banning gas cars and gas generators. How will you power your, how will you get anywhere or power your house? But nevertheless, I'm sure they'll think of something maybe, but that's why a lot of people are concerned about this because this act will not decrease the cost it's one of those things where you can also mess around with the margin in terms of well businesses get to choose what their expenses are so they're just going to either reinvest that money which is good for the business because you always need new materials new infrastructure new people but capping their how much they're allowed to make it'll be interesting to see how many of these oil companies see the writing on the wall of the state clearly not wanting them there And I mean, they're going to be outlawed by, I believe the cars are outlawed by 2035 or 2030. All those bans are right around the corner. So they've passed already. it will be interesting to see how that progresses. Now, going over to the middle of the country, California, or going over to California to Wisconsin, the Wisconsin Supreme Court race could swing the state. This result is coming from an upcoming election on April 4th. Many are claiming it's going to have a domino effect. For quite some time, Republicans have had control on many of the levels of the state. However, many claim if there is a liberal victory on April 4th, it will give liberals a majority of the high court and along with it, the possibility to redraw state and congressional district lines in favorable ways, which would dramatically curb Republican representation and power, which is true. And it's not exclusive to liberals, Democrats, Republicans do it when they're in charge as well. It's one of the most, it's called gerrymandering and I could do a whole episode on that practice alone is really bizarre and it really does just stack the deck in your favor and it's why you have these districts that look like an ink blot. if you look on a map they basically redraw it so it's most favorable for them to have a higher percentage of their constituents of their political affiliation in that specific area so they can win those areas it's one of those things where every political party does it so it'd be nice if they didn't but I don't see it. I don't see the practice stopping anytime soon. Now, many are also saying that domino effect might have an effect on the 2024 presidential election. The Supreme Court race in Wisconsin is between former Supreme Court Justice Dan Kelly, who is a conservative candidate that is also backed by the state GOP, versus the Democrat-backed Janet uh, Protowski. Protas Whisks. Apologies on that. Granted, this is supposed to be a nonpartisan race. Granted, also there's very, very, very few things that are truly nonpartisan these days. So I'm not surprised that you have both sides campaigning and giving their support on the people they think they're going to protect their ideals and their philosophies. Other weird political news, the TSA, which is a pseudo-government agency, it is a government agency that's supposed to protect people. They claim that peanut butter is a liquid and people on Twitter are flabbergasted. Now the TSA stands for the Security Transportation Security Administration. You might know them from their wonderful services. If you ever have the privilege of flying, it's quite wonderful. And in a tweet, they announced that peanut butter is now liquid, meaning if you bring it on, it must be in a container less than 3.4 ounces. And all trap again, still all travel size liquids must fit into a one-quart size bag. And the TSA, quote unquote, says peanut butter, a liquid ha- has no definite shape and takes the shape dictated by its container. So it'll be interesting to see. The peanut butter com- community is surely in uproars. It's very controversial, but I thought it was quite entertaining for of all the things that the government and those agencies can do, and that's another thing they take a whack at. Now going into the business blunder of the day nissan might make an electric gtr now nissan tweeted a video in which they showed the iconic skyline gtr r32 which was introduced in i believe 1989 and you have that video of it and the video starts with the iconic internal combustion engines roaring you hear them the exhaust note is beautiful so he's got this great vintage legendary car and then at the end of it the slide that you see in the text is e r32 ev and it's not an entirely new thing for japanese companies to do resto mods or restoring old vintage vehicles with newer technologies however i say it's a business blunder mainly because just let the legends die with dignity it was one of those things where that car from the get-go was dang near perfect in so many ways and just make a new electric vehicle inject a little bit more creativity into the art department, R&D. But again, it's just bizarre because I don't know if they're planning on importing them, but most of the time when you see Resto mods, it's guys in their garage. Traditionally, you do an LS swap, one of the most popular engine swaps ever because V8 is great. But for Nissan to do this type of teaser when, if anything, they should be focusing on pumping up the advertising between the 400Z and maybe just the new products. It was really bizarre needless to say i think it's a blunder of the day now thank you everyone for tuning in today can't thank you enough can't thank you enough for subscribing don't forget if you like to see more content like this do like subscribe and comment tell your family tell your friends tell your coworkers. heck tell your enemies tell anyone just stay safe and fight the good fight